Hello and welcome to the last Unmissables podcast of the year, Boo. 2017. Kay's already interrupting with some ooh noises. But no, that's I fair said enough. boo. Oh, boo. I'm sad about Are that. Are booing me? But we'll be back it. next year. Woo. Oh, we'll be back in a week. We'll be back. With yeah. our first podcast of 2018. God, it's an emotional rollercoaster yeah. already. We are going to be looking at the new year television. There's um, three fantastically exciting new series. Derry Girls Ooh. on the Channel 4, which is a new comedy mm-hmm. set in Derry in Ireland. Ooh. There's McMafia, which is a new drama set all, all over, over the, the world. Shop. All Good over title. the world. James Norton, one of Kay's favourite men mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. I happen to know, is the star of it. And Inside Number 9, Series 4. I've put it in there. It's one of my favourites. Uh, it's a gratuitous Hilton choice, yeah. I have to say. From, of course, Steve Pemberton, Rishi Smith, two of the League of Gentlemen, who I know some of us are big fans of. Do you remember when you described this show to us and we ridiculed, ridiculed you and said it sounded terrible? Yeah, I mean, that's what I get generally. I'm, I'm used to that <laughs> kind of We've got to keep your of... feet planted on the ground. <laughs> I'm used to the ridicule. And not only that, peppered throughout <gasps> this podcast, we're all going to choose our top five things... Of the year, our favourite TV, films, books. I mean, if you went to a play, you could choose that. I know you all went to Apologia. Maybe one of you has chosen that. Maybe <laughs> all of us have chosen I, Apologia. I don't think so. Smoky Spo- Apologia. Spo- no, 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 no Apologia. What was the smoky one we went to where, where they were smoking on stage? <laughs> oh, what yeah. was that called? God. The that fact was... that none of us can remember is well, probably okay. testament to the fact that it's it not was... going to be... In our lists. You remember? Yeah, Those that, people were yeah. snogging in front of us. Oh, yeah, the snogathon. It was outrageous. Um, God, that's anyway, a bad sign that we can't remember. It's time. been a long year. It's been a long it's year. Been it's been a heavy year. Um, and John, our guru, uh, producer, editor, is going to join in that and is oh. going to unveil, I hope, I mean, I asked him to, his top five things of the year as well. Well, we're going to go on. Can I mention something about John? Because say whatever the hell you like. The pogs, have, the pogs have spoken. The people on okay. the ground, now listeners. The people on the ground have spoken because I received a direct message. <gasps> yeah, Hold a direct on. message from my dear friend at Cedarmaster. Okay. Great name. Great name. Is it a real friend? No, he's oh. my new friend. Okay, he's my okay, new Twitter friend. Okay, cool. He says, at Steph Sealand, he loves the Unmissable podcast. Okay. Can we have John back on <gasps> once a month with his podcast John. recommendations as a regular feature, please? John's cheeks have gone a little bit pink. And I think because at Cedarmaster listens a lot, he knows that I would have taken that as, oh, right, we're not good enough for you. And he's added, you guys are all brilliant. Oh, he's pandered mm. to your ego yeah, as well. Yeah, he really See? has. Thanks, Cedarmaster. If he was a real fan, though, wouldn't he demand John every week rather than just once a I month? I think he's trying to be kind to me. Oh, okay. He understands that Steph would have a full-on meltdown yeah. if he said, yeah, bring right. John in. Because he knows, obviously, John's been on when I've been off. But... Thank you for getting in touch. Fair with enough. I think we should do that in the new year. Everyone yep. loves a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves John. John, what do you think? The people, Shall we give the people what they want? He's given us a silent thumbs John, up, guys. John's yeah. pod. Yeah. <laughs> John's pod of pods. Yeah. I'm, sorry like that. I'm just coming up with these ideas. A regular feature. Just really blue sky new. thinking. Blue sky. Now then, oh, we've got three shows to discuss. And I know you, Steph. I'm going to go to you first. I'm warning you now with your top five of the year. going to start for the top five of the year. But you may, because you're a maverick, I want to mention mm. something else you've been watching that uh, we usually do at the beginning of the podcast because I know you feel there's stuff you want to mention. I so go ahead. Is. Okay, so one of our other pogs, my special pog who always watches murder stuff with me your at special, Little Emsley. Your special pog. <laughs> yeah, because... I mean, if people listen to this for the first time, I know where the hell is going. Right. You're... Special personal on, on Twitter, yes. My special because because we have very similar taste in TV. Oh. I don't think we should single pogs out, by the way. Oh. It's like choosing between oh. children. Okay, who is but, this maverick? Right, at Little Emsley said, Steph, you should watch 
Life and Death Row on BBC iPlayer. And it's, it's like cheery. These, no, no, it's brilliant, okay? They're like eight minutes long and there's eight episodes and it's story, it's called Life and Death Row and it's called Love Triangle, okay? So it's a story of this girl <laughs> and it's not, okay, it's okay, murder, so, right? Yeah. This is real murder. Stop. Sorry. Stop laughing at real people on death row. I binged the whole thing. This yeah. girl's... In, and the way that it unfolds, just like my Twitter friend said, he said, it's amazing. And okay. it really, really is good. So if you've got, throughout the day, eight minutes What's of time, the love triangle? That's what I was laughing at, this love triangleness. Okay, so this girl's in prison, okay? And you see that... Her real people, interviewed. this is true crime. Yeah, this yeah. Per- someone's in jail for this. True crime. Um, and basically... This other girl has gone missing, right? And you just, I don't want to give it away. So you don't know if they know anything about the fact that she's gone missing or anything. But the whole thing unfolds and you do find out at the end what's happened. It's really, really good. Just a couple more things, Boyd. Right. I finished Bancroft. Did you all watch it? No. I haven't finished it yet. No. No. (laughs) It's another Riverdale. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Please just explain that. We watched the first episode of Riverdale and we all kind of said, yeah, we're going to watch the whole series. Yeah. Obviously, we've got a lot on our plates, both Boyd and I, and we haven't quite done that. And Steph's held it against us every week ever since. Now, series two of Riverdale. Yeah, and I'm still watching it. Oh, good. Because you said that you were going to finish that. GFY. And then we start watching that. But (laughs) you have you. Okay. Bancroft, amazing ending. Okay. I'm not going to give it away. No, but it was please brilliant. don't. <laughs> and new thing I binged this week, Unabomber on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm going to be honest. Sam Worthington as an actor to me has passed me by. He oh. might as well just not exist, right? Sam wow. who? Harsh. Exactly. Harsh. But he is brilliant in Unabomber. So he plays the guy that basically, through forensic linguistics, catches the yes. Unabomber, Ted yes. Kaczynski. yes. Okay. He is a linguistics hero. Yeah, he is. And before that, people were like, oh, shut up. You can't catch people through words, you idiot. And he was like, you can catch people through words. And that's how they eventually um, catch him. And it's what, Sam Worthington, star of Avatar, one of the, I think, still, so I mean, still, I think, still the biggest film of all time, I think. Is I it? Think. I haven't checked recently, but I, mean, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. If you say it's fact, Sam Spam. But for this, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> really really good. His friends and family. Unabomber. Because Unabomber, yeah, he bombed it's... universities and airlines. Indeed. Yeah. So that's on the Netflix now, isn't That's it? on the Netflix now. Have you watched all, all of it? it? I've watched it's it all. Good, oh, good binge. It's a great binge. Um, maybe because you talked quite a lot in that section, we won't start oh. with your top five. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm taking a quick editorial decision. <laughs> Boyd, you cannot sign. I mean, it's not a critique. It's not a you, critique. I mean, I mean, it's, just a, it's just a if fact. We pulled the plug out of that mic. It's just a fact. So my top five <laughs> things are... <laughs> are you insisting? Boyd, no, no Boyd uh, thought you were serious. Yeah, no, absolutely did. not. It's an insist. So maybe I'll go to Kay. What I'm watching right now. So, it was going to be your top five things. Oh, but no, I, I'm going to tell you what I'm watching right now, though. You, I mean, you two, you just do all the F you want. It's the end of the year. Yeah, we've gone I mean, I tried to install some discipline. We're demob happy, boys. I mean, last, thank God, at least this time we've got time. We're not hurried. We're not rushed like we were last time. Oh, we wrapped up in 40 minutes. I po- ap- apologies to And this. I listened I think, to it, and it was really yeah, fast. Yeah, I was speaking everything. way too quickly. You were, boys. I'm, I'm sorry. Apologies. I said to a few people on I Twitter, blame. it was their Christmas gift. No, I, it was way too minutes. minutes. No one wants to hear me gabbling along like an idiot. No. I don't know. I think it, I was, I think it was a good thing. Let's so, just... all right, Kay, what have you been watching? The Tunnel. So, I caught up on series one, oh, as you no. know. I've watched series two, which, <gasps> I mean... I'm so pleased. It was... I think the crime wasn't as gripping, but obviously the relationship, relationship. between... Yeah, oh my God, between Elise and Carl is just fantastic. Yeah. And then I've... Episode four out of six of um, <gasps> the third series. Have you watched it? Yeah, I have. Not it's really to return to form in, time, in oh. terms of the crime and mm. the relationship mm. just being brilliant. Wow. I can't believe this is the last series, though. Believe it. Okay. Um, 
That was harsh. That's a nice wrap well, up of that. Fact. Um, anyway, so their relationship completely a joy to behold as always. So let's just revisit that fact that I said that mm. to really enjoy the tunnel, you need to go back to series one and mm-hmm. see how their relationship develops. True or not true, Kay? True. Boyd. Face Boyd. You're wrong. <laughs> um, and also what I've been watching is, I, so today we're recording this on the 20th of December. And are we really? Yes, we are. Okay, Okay, it's going to be a long podcast. (laughs) And um, I went to the screening of the Christmas episode of EastEnders. Now, I bring the the missing mobile phone. Boy, boy, do you want a tea? I'm just going to get. I'm going to. I do believe there's a mobile phone missing. Yeah, do you know who's lost it? Stacey. No, she finds it. So you didn't even get it right. Oh. Yeah, she did lose it and she had to find it. So anyway, so I watched it and it is really good and it's all revolving around Max. Max, I'm going to spoil this because this is coming out after Christmas Day. It's fine, right? True, yeah. So Max and Stacey get at it again for like the 900th millionth time. Not sure Um, anyone is to see that. Oh, yes. Hello. I fancy Max. Oh, yeah, of course. And he's an awesome fan, so that's fine. He's the Ginger Prince of Orford. He is. Anyway, so they get together, but in... Steph's getting distracted by people outside of the building. I'm so sorry. We've got a company raffle and someone just told me I won something. So that's Pops, why, people outside yeah. the building. <laughs> yeah, Pops. We're not home to them. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. You've won something, you know, that's good. Well done. It's Fortnum and Mason's Biscuits, so you might want oh. them in here. Okay. I'm you get, may win I'm, something no, else if you give, have a good top five. I'm going to give them to the person that told me I won. Oh. Yeah. Such a giver. Breaking news. Mm. Such a giver. Carry yeah, on. Not a listener. So EastEnders... Sorry, back to the phone. Yes. Anyway, Arsenal so... Arsenal fan... Um, Jake thingy, Wood. Jake Wood. Gets it on with Stacey. Stacey That's quite good. Played Ginger by Principal. what's her name? Lacey Turner. Lacey Turner. Okay. They, done? They, you done? You're saying I'm they the do the business. Again. They have relations. Just talk it out, guys. Just get it right, out of your system and then on. I'm going to talk. Lacey Turner. Yeah. Right, Stacey. Yeah. She gets it on with Arsenal yeah. fan yeah. Max Branning. Yeah. Branning? Yeah. <laughs> They John has slumped in his chair. You've made him slump in your chair because you're not letting me say this. Go on. Don't make him slump. Keep you say going. what the hell you like, as, you, as I always they say. They get together. Anyway, Tanya Branning is back in Walford. Joe oh. Joyner. Oh. And she's back. Oh, she JJ. JJ, she's come back to uh, tell everyone what Max has been up to. And there is a fall from the Vic roof again. A dun, fall? Dun, dun, what dun. do you mean? Someone's pushed. But we don't no, know who it is. Well, someone's pushed. We do. But I don't, like... Ooh, I don't know if you're going to catch up on it. No, who, I don't think someone's fallen. Someone's always pushed through. So there's no, people don't fall off roofs. They did fall. In soap operas, they do. They did fall. They get Abby and Lauren fell because Max was on the rooftop. He was going to jump. and they went. Max into, was going to jump? Yeah. Ooh, commit Why? suicide? Yeah. But he's just started a thing with Stacey. Yeah. He's got a new thing going on. Seems Why out of character. You, God, it's yeah. almost like you didn't Seems listen to me say that Tanya came back to ruin his life and revealed the um, truth about all his What is the truth about all he's been doing? Oh, he's a murderer, isn't he? Is he? He murdered Stephen. Go oh, on, get with a oh, program, Boyd. Anyway. Okay, Stephen and each other. Who's Stephen? Who, um, I mean, who is Stephen? Stephen Beale, Ian's son. On the Feast of Cindy. Stephen. Well, Cindy and um, Wixie's. Well, Cindy. the one, the famous one that died and there was a big who done it about. Yeah. Oh. No, that was that was, that Lucy. was Lucy. Oh, Lucy. But Stephen also died. And, oh, was yeah. that big who done it about? Who no, not really, because no. we knew it was Max. Anyway, I feel like this has taken 20 minutes to say yeah. simply that I'd watch EastEnders because you two have taken the piss once again about EastEnders. Anyway, it was a very fantastic episode. Good to have John York back um, as exec producer. And welcome back, John. John York, is he in it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 a bit, in, in, bit in, Boy, indulgent geez. for the exec producer to actually appear All I'd say is, is, lose it, all I'd say is quite a few million people watch this show and they will have watched it on Christmas Day mm. and you're taking the piss out of them as well as me. 
I think that's oh. factually not true. Oh, Boyd, Boyd. Um, just, just dig a it's a move on. What true. have you been watching? Now, if, I'm not, I, now I feel I've, you know, someone should do their top five because, you know. Right, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Steph? I'm going to do the top five. I'm, I'm going to adhere to a strict... Um, uh, time rule. Time rule. Yeah, good. And go to Steph's top five. Okay, I'm not going to do this one because I know Kay will probably do that. Right, okay. Right, number one. The Child in Time. Oh. Benedict Cumberbatch. Correct. I cannot think of another film, and obviously this was on TV, it was on BBC. Yep. I can't think of another film this year that has had such an impact it was a program. on me. It wasn't a this, film. It was a feature-length program. <laughs> yeah. But it was a, it's a film. No, films are traditionally something you'd see in the cinema, isn't it? No. I mean, well, it can be on TV, but let's, isn't it, wouldn't you... Let's not Boyd. fall out no, over no, this. No, 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 Boyd. Boyd. I mean, it's a, it, you're both right. It's, it was a feature film you call length. It, a film? it was a. I mean, I might call it a film when I'm reviewing. I might say yeah. you know, in the film, so and so. It didn't come out in cinema, so I know what Kay's saying. But yeah, it's, it was okay, a film fine. that was made for television. Sorry, it was a film that was made for television. Okay, just sort of just wanted to clarify it. The film that was made for television, which I like <laughs> the most this year, is The Child in Time. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I know we probably, if you regular listeners, we've said this probably twice before, but if you're just listening. For the first time, Benedict Good Cumberbatch says that this character that he plays in this, which is the character of a father who has whose child went missing, um, is the closest to his character in real life, which made me love it even more. It's moving. It's an incredible film. It's just everything. Winner of the Best Actor at the Unmissables yeah. Awards, of course. And crucially, uplifting. It is uplifting yeah. and yet miserable at the same time. Good choice. Number two. Okay. Number two, Stranger Things 2. Oh. Yeah. Stranger <laughs> Things 2. A friend of mine, by the way, um, it's mm. one of his disappointments of the year. Because well. I'm doing, I did this radio show on Five Live. Stop being pick... friends with him. He's yeah, an idiot. I will. I will. Carry on. Who is it? Name and shame. Um, no, I won't name it. I won't name it. Why Although, doesn't he like it? Um, he thought he was, he was just disappointed by it. Yeah, he thought it was like overhyped and stuff. Yeah, people, some people well, said that's that. always the danger when something's so wrong. good. Uh, the first series was so yeah. good. Uh, overhype is always the danger. That's but right. I think had this been the you know, had there not been any hype or this has been the first series of Stranger Things, everyone had just been like, it's brilliant. I agree, I, I agree with the you. The first series was so good because it was, nothing had been done like that before. Totally. God, it annoys me when people say yeah, things you're right. no, It really you. irritates me. Okay. Right, Stranger Things to, to when we got more emotionally invested in the characters and the gang, um, great new characters added to it. Phenomenal. Correct. I'm just giving, I'm being very, very brief with these yeah. things that I like, okay? All right. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, only because Kay will have our guts for yeah, garters, as, yeah. my, as my granny would say. Okja. Oh, or yeah. if you're Kay, Ozark. Yeah. Okja, The Meat is Murder, Netflix, Tilda Swinton, Jake Gyllenhaal. John Ronson written. Jo I mean, yeah. you can only watch it once because you won't want to watch it again because it's really upsetting. But again, original like originality, cuteness wonderful message well you'll want to be a vegetarian afterwards okay big little lies yes. which is just an obvious what, i mean yeah. part of the kid naissance totally kid naissance yeah and i have got lots of other things on my list but oh well, yeah you've got one for one left i'm gonna come on go. what's it gonna be john's looking at the list can he guess he's trying to guess he's trying to guess he <laughs> thinks he knows um, he's pointing he's telling you to pick He's telling me to Drum pick roll. Sinner. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Good, Good choice. Jessica Biel. Yeah. The first time we realised Jessica Biel could actually act properly yeah. in real life. Pretty much. And be praised for it. And she's been nominated for a Golden Globe. Because she's proved that she can act. Yeah. Steph, I think that's a tremendous top five, in all seriousness. And I think it, what it's good about it is it reflects your interests. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which are mainly watching stuff on Netflix. <laughs> 
hold on. No, no, no. Benedict it was on BBC. Totally. No. Also, she would have chosen Paul O'Grady's For the Love of Dogs if it was so completely her interest. That's true. Still to yes, come. That's true. Listeners, Kay's top five, my top five, <laughs> and more importantly, John's top five. Yes. It's going to be good. It's what but the let's, really care about. Let's get some meat. Let's, let's delve into some meat. Despite... Okja, you're right. We still do call it the meat section. Where Let's we, delve into some corn. We closely, we take a deep dive perhaps yeah. into uh, specific programmes. Dairy Girls is starting on Channel 4 on Thursday the 4th of January at 10 o'clock. It's a new six-part, I'm going to call it a sitcom, a comedy series, set in the 90s. It has lots of 90s stuff on the soundtrack and 90s references. Um, and um, it's very good. Oh, well, I think it's very good. Kay, do you want to just say, say yes. more about what the hell Derry yeah, Girls is? Yeah, set in the 90s, um, Northern Ireland, during the Troubles. And it's based around a group of girls. Oh, and a, and a guy who are all friends. And they go to school together. And um, let me tell you some of the characters. Okay, so we have Erin, who is um, played by... How do you say this name? Sersha. Sersha. Oh, is it Sersha? I thought it was Sersha. Uh, no, I think it's Sersha. Sersha Monica okay? Jackson. And she's the leading... Killian situation. <laughs> she's the leading lady. And um, she lives with her cousin who... When the episode opens, we kind of see that the cousin's quite annoying, has read her diary. Um, and then there's another girl called Michelle, who is the gobby, gobshite one, who um, is a bit of the rebel, but ultimately is... A base, a softy. Um, Claire, Nicola, uh, Co- oh god, I can't say any of these names. Coughlin, maybe. I don't know. Coughlin, 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 Coughlin. Coughlin. She's like the clever one. Yeah. Um, who's also a bit dopey, and then there's James, Dylan, uh, Ewan. Oh really? Ewellen. Llewellyn, I think. Llewellyn. 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 I know. I don't know why I can't get these right. Yeah, the fact that you attempted to say these names. Yeah, Yeah, and he's the he's the English um, cousin of Michelle, who is um, joins them. He's the only boy in the entire girls' school. He's the first ever boy in the girls' school, and he's English, and so he has very amusingly, I thought uh, he's picked on pretty relentlessly, and there's no toilet for him to go to. No, because a girls' school, so there's only girls' toilet, and he desperately needs to go to the toilet, and they won't tell him where to go. No, they won't. They refuse. And the great thing about this show is, even though it's set during like. 90s Northern Ireland with all the problems that are going on it doesn't really fo- I mean it's talked about very glibly you know they're very like blasé about the fact that these bombs are going off on the bridges and it's just all about this kind of coming of age drama of these kids growing up um, and all the trials and tribulations they would go through so like their first kisses and like who they fancy it is honestly brilliant it's my I'm already predicting yeah it's the comedy of the year for me oh yeah I know I totally it's early Jan it's, it's my it's you know what this four is? days into January this and is, you're already yeah. pronouncing it the comedy but of the year I know why she's I'm doing saying that this though. is my this is my motherland this is already. right what's genius about this ingenious about it is that when was the last time you kind of saw some young female comedic talent as good as this like this ensemble comedic talent this is like mm. in between us but I'm good, dare I say, better. Because immediately I love these You're, girls. You two are throwing out these no, superlatives. it's really, really good. I think I, I haven't seen anything like this mm. for a long time. I think I love the whole concept of when it's set. And it's obviously based on McGee, the writer, McGee's yes. life. It's based on... Lisa on, McGee. Yeah, Lisa McGee. It's based on her time living through the troubles. Yep. And obviously the best comedy comes out of real tragedy, doesn't it, a lot of the time. And what they t- when they're talking about bombs and things like that, and like you said, they're saying it in very kind of like blasé way, it's... It's really cleverly done. It's really, really funny. I loved all of the of the girls, but I have to say Michelle, played by the uh, Jamie Lee O'Donnell, I thought she would stand out. She's the yeah, one she's real gobby girl. Oh, yeah. see, do you know who my 
Claire, the clever one was my favourite. So she's the one who is um, really obsessed with helping this Ethiopian um, guy called yeah. Kamal. So decides she's going to fast. <laughs> she's not going to eat all day and complains about being, you know, like she's going to faint and really dramatic and they realise it's only lunchtime mm. and she hasn't had a sandwich. Um, I think she's, for me, the favourite as well as James, the only guy in the ensemble. Yeah. They're a super talented bunch of they young, are brilliant. young James, female James actors. James is brilliantly funny because he's just a kind of constant expression of like misery. Be- yeah. <laughs> kind of bewilderment and misery. He's their verbal <laughs> he is never a bunch of just because he's English and he's the only boy in the school. I, I, I kind of agree. I think it is a really, really good, um, incredibly well written yeah. and acted show. And it's just, it's kind of fun. It jokes all the way through, you know, kind of really good. Uh, it, it starts, I'm kind of, this is kind of giving away a joke, but I think it's all right because it's still funny when you see it. But it starts with a voiceover of the, of the one of the girls reading a diary and then it turns out it's someone else reading her diary <laughs> behind her back, which is a really clever start. Mm. I just think it kind of keeps up that level of smartness from there, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's it is. Really it's got a great smart. 90s soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack is brilliant. Yeah. It's so, it's so witty and charming yeah. I loved it and I just really like I said I really loved all these girl characters I'm, I think it's really refreshing to see something yeah. like this and, and the sisters who run the school like the, the, the headmaster's mistress yeah. is brilliant she, oh they, the nuns yeah they're very funny it's really funny I think it's, it's really too good. late though it's 10, 10 o'clock, o'clock. I, I think it's not it should be on at 9 oh my god For what, time, everyone what time do you go to bed again well, no, it's sometimes too late. I mean, it's only <laughs> Do you know 20 what? minutes. Hit record. It's I think got, everyone should hit record. Can I just say, it's got one of the rudest... In, in, you know, there's a kind of... Um, there's a chart of rude words you can say on te- television. Yeah. I mean, you can say anything on TV now, um, basically, after a certain time. But the, the, the MF word is in it, Mother F. Yeah. Um, is in it repeatedly because it ends up being uh, Michelle's character's favourite <laughs> word and you cannot they wouldn't have been able to show this before 10 you can't say that word repeatedly and be on before 10 o'clock it's pretty much a TV rule so it seems like if you want to say oh. the C word you have to say it a certain time That's after the watershed fact, yeah. so I think partly why it's on at 10 o'clock I think you know it's, it's in uh, Catastrophe's on at 10 o'clock well, adult mm. adult comedies on BBC 2 and Channel 4 tend to be on t- in the 10 o'clock slot because unlike you most people don't go to bed yet and they're kind of happy to stay up until oh, 10.30 listen Pogs if you do one Thing, you've got to watch this yeah. Derry Girls well yeah, yeah. Channel 4 Thursday one Thursday. thing in your yeah. life come on it's a big statement yeah I mean okay. it's not bucket list but it's, yeah. it's, well, it's, it's a, a recommend it's, it's TV bucket list of the year I say <gasps> uh, Channel 4 Thursday 4th of January at 10 o'clock oh, you've, you've, I usually say that bit Kay's well, so you know she's what? got so just carried away she's, 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 she's ringing in so the anarchic yeah she's ringing in the new year she really is looks like you're on your way out it's a takeover it's an attempt it's a coup it's a coup it is yes Derry Girls. Well, Kate, how many stars are you going to give it? I'm giving it five stars, oh, boy. That'll surprise you. Steph? Um, four and a half. Okay, so it's not It's not like... It's no child in time. <laughs> and it's I, completely not I, comparable to... No, I'm going to give it four and a half as well. Um, and I'm going to reiterate that it's on Channel 4, Thursday the 4th of January, at the controversial time uh, of it's 10 It's slightly o'clock. controversial before I realised the rules of TV. Yeah. You MF. I know. What an MF I am. Sexy MF is Prince <laughs> Prince Prince once saying. I'm not being inappropriate. No, it was a, a reference. It was a reference. Calm down, everyone. <laughs> Try to keep calm. Before we turn our attention to, I would say, the big drama of the New Year season, McMafia, mm. starring James Norton, favourite of Kay, I'm going to ask Kay Ribeiro to reveal her top five things of the year. I, year of Our Lord, 2017, Kay. I reckon I could tell you what's on Kay's. One oh, of them. Oh, go on then. This is exciting. This is fun. Go on. Why don't you just guess all of them? Then? <laughs> It'll... Is one of them EastEnders? Tin, yeah. EastEnders is the Christmas episode. Yeah. Tin Star is definitely on oh. there. Yeah. Oh, good guess. 
That was my greatest binge, because actually that was the one show that broke my no binge rule. Um, yeah, John's guessed the other one. Oh, go anyway, on. No, t- yeah, totally broke my rule. I, you yeah. know I don't like to binge usually. No. I like to be very measured in my viewing. You're very but, measured, balanced. Um, Tim Roth was fantastic as Jim Worth. The British uh, cop who went over to the Rockies, became a sheriff, got embroiled in like this oil company business that was going on in a small town um, and avenged a murder within his family. And it was fantastic. Not least because it introduced Oliver Cooper Smith to our lives. Oh, yeah. You're a big fan of Whitey. the, the Cooper Smith. Mm, yeah. Very, very good. He's a nasty um, bastard, though. <laughs> Yeah, oh, not the actor, the character. Oh no, in real yeah, life, not confused the two. Oh, yeah, Oliver Cooper Smith, lovely guy, very nice guy, whitey, whitey nasty bastard. Also had Christina Christina Hendricks in it. So yeah, that was my first mm-hmm. choice. Good um, for comedy. John guessed it. Motherland, obviously. Yeah. Hold um, on a minute. Are we, you're sectioning yours. I didn't know. Did we have to do that? What do you mean sectioning? Like Kay's doing like a binge, a comedy. Oh, like she's no, a, I just did I it. Just oh, just explaining it that way. There were no rules. You can do what the hell you like, apart from picking five. Yeah. Carry on. So, obviously, written by Sharon Horgan and another name I can't really say. Graham Linehan. Linehan. And his wife, Helen yep. Linehan. There's a group of them. A group of them, yep. yeah. Stars Anna uh, Maxwell Martin as the frazzled mum, uh, Julia, who just literally is just trying to survive being a mother and the trials and tribulations do that. It was hilarious. Absolutely brilliant. And um, six episodes still on iPlayer. Good Catch point. It now. Third one, I went for a documentary. Ooh. Ooh. I went for George Michael Freedom. Oh, which I think yes. is yes. better yes. than Good Amy. Um, narrated by the man himself, obviously, because yeah. it was filmed before he died. So, But it acts now as a tribute to him. And I think it was even better because not only did it delve into his like professional life as a singer, but we got to see his true love, um, Anselmo, and also had fantastic contributors. Like Kate Moss mm. and uh, Liam Gallagher. Good shout. Good mm. shout. Very good. Good reminder. And yeah. that's, um, I think that's available still on Channel 4. 4 OD. Well, you've said it. I mean, so if it's not, then people mm. are no, being is. furious. No, it is. I checked. Okay. 4 OD. She's just to pick things that In are your faces. No. Yeah, of course. You sound like a right dick now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, go on. What's number four? Number four. I went for a film inspired by you guys. Is it a film or is it a made-for-TV feature? <laughs> oh, no, it was in the cinema stuff, obviously. Right, okay. Duh. Um, so oh. this film was because you guys were banging on about it. It's the only reason I watched it on the plane. Oh, I know. Baby Driver. Yeah. Oh, yes. Hansel Elgort, fantastic. Yeah. Gripping story um, and love love story. Um, the official unmissable film of the year, by the way. Mm. Yeah, it was. Winner. And it was, it was really good. Great soundtrack and fantastic in spite of that scumbag um, Kevin Spacey being in it. So yes, everyone should see that. That's available on DVD. (laughs) Correct. Correct. And my last choice was the drama The Child in Time, which Stephanie's already talked about. Yeah. Joint, joint, Joint in the list. Mm, we might not agree on a lot. Child in the Time is, is, is winning. So That's far, if there's a winner of, you know, thing that most has been picked most, it's Child in Time mm. so far. It's wonderful. Yeah, shoe in for a TV BAFTA. Oh, God. So. If he doesn't win but a TV BAFTA... Does it that, matter, though? Because he's won an Unmissables Award. Actually, that's true. I mean, look, it'll be secondary to that, obviously. Yeah. I mean, but... He doesn't need any other awards, you're nah, right. come on. Um, thank you very much. Another excellent list. You're Tremendous welcome, list. Let us move on, though, to our in-depth review of the big new BBC drama of the new year. This time last year, New Year's Day, 9 o'clock, Sherlock was on. I mean, right. it doesn't get bigger than that. No. But well. Sherlock's... N- <laughs> In your world. In my world. Mm-hmm. Oh. And everyone's world. No, I love Sherlock. You talk about it every, every single yeah. podcast. Oh, I and I resent that accusation. I feel like you should have said this stuff no, about EastEnders fine. and then she would be so yeah, harsh. Bitter, harsh. Out. But into its, into its uh, shoes has stepped McMafia. Ooh. 
Which is on New Year's Day on BBC One at nine o'clock. And in fact, they're also showing it the next night, the second of January at nine o'clock. And henceforth, it shall be on Sunday nights at nine o'clock. Right. Steph, well, tell us more. Can I just tell you before I talk about this that I have absolutely no relationship with James Norton in a televisual sense, okay, before. I've not seen him in anything. Manchester? No. War and Peace. Have you All of him? these things mean I have no relationship have with him. Have you All these things been snubbing Norton all this time? No, not intentionally. It's just he hasn't done anything on Netflix. No, of course so he watch. Yeah. Um, he's not really yeah. been in my world. No. However, after watching this first episode, I feel like I've seen every crevice that belongs to him on his body because he gets uh, so many of his clothes off in various points of this. Top off three times. Okay, and I, I count yeah, it. I don't really, really remember yeah, that. Swimming in the sea. Oh, yeah, swimming in the sea. Okay. Getting yeah. to bed. Okay. Oh, getting to bed. Yeah. Anyway, right. Interesting <laughs> to see what you focus on. I know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he plays. Alex Goodman, who is Russian, but he's been raised um, in London. He owns like a, a, a hedge fund. He runs thing, the hedge fund. fund yeah, he, he runs yeah. a hedge fund, doesn't he's he? A yeah, he's yeah. a banker. Yeah, he's a banker. He's a banker. But he's got a, a, a Russian family. His dad is kind of a Russian exile. Um, he's got a, you know, a very beautiful Russian mother, a, an uncle who is a bit dubious. Um, Boris. Boris. Yeah, Uncle yeah. Boris. Um, but he's he's got a girlfriend who he loves very, very much, who's also in the kind of business world. But Banker. the key to him is he is really straight down the line, even though it appears that his family may not be. They may be doing some dastardly deeds or uh, have been involved in some I dastardly deeds. He rejects his Russian roots. Yeah, I think they definitely are doing dastardly deeds. But he is a good insured. boy. He's a good boy. He's insured. However, what happens in this first episode um, is that unwittingly he has to become involved in the dastardly deeds of his family and that's not giving anything away a few yeah. things happen some shit goes down which means he has no choice but to make a decision about what kind of side he's going to be on and it draws him into the underworld of the russian mafia correct it's pretty damn good yeah do you think it met, it met, so, you know, obviously it's, it's big shoes to fill. It's, it's a big high-profile slot, the New Year's Day, yeah. 9 o'clock slot. It's a big, it's a lavish production, isn't it? It's all locations around the world. Israel, London. Yeah. Moscow. Moscow. Yeah. Others. Yeah. Um, and mean, did, it, did it feel like a big, bold, exciting the, thing? The only thing for me about this is that if it didn't have him in, it would be, I would not care about Norton. it at all. Yeah. Hold on. I whoa, feel, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, sorry. So, it's all about Norton for you. I think it's all about Norton. He absolutely holds the whole thing together. I don't really care about anybody else in it. Oh. But I have become a bit of a Norton convert because he's so good in it. And he's really, really sexy. Okay. Mm. I mean, you are a Nortonophile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nortonophile. Mm. Did this live up to your... You must have had high expectations for it. Did it live I up did. to them? It did. It did meet my expectations because it's, it's kind of feel that night manager slot. You know, in that kind of lavish, yeah. I say, sprawling. Oh, and Night Manager was so good. It's nowhere near as good as Night Manager. Oh, I think it is. Oh, no. I think it is. What do you think, no. Um, I think it's getting there. Yeah. 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 Um, and I thought Norton was perfect in that role. Because he does kind of look, yeah. you know, he looks like he, he is Russian. Yeah. And um, he really fits that role of a public school boy who's trying to I mean, keep the first his scene, beat clean. First scene, because of course there are rumours that he was going to be the next James Bond. I don't think he will be. But in the first scene, of course, yeah, he's exactly. wearing a, a dicky bow tie yeah. and a tuxedo. I mean, it couldn't be more of a Bond audition moment. Mm. I mean, I think he'd be a great Bond, but 
by the way. Do but, you? Yeah, I think he's really. I think he's got the charisma, and I mm. think he's got. He's the, very charming. Very charming. Yeah, and and the tough guy because he does this weird um, Russian martial art. Doesn't mm. he? You know the scene where he's he's being taught, mm. and which is a real thing. Um, is they, it? Yeah, it's this re- they have their own martial art, which is quite Russians tough. Russians have yes, their own martial art. Yes. What's it called? Um, I, if I could remember, I'd remember, right. but I can't. Russian because, art. Yeah. Because mm. um, again, once as I always say, I went to the screening. There was a screening of it a couple of weeks ago, mm. and they did the Q and A, and they explained how he really did train up in this in this Russian in this Russian but fighting thing. He doesn't speak. Well, the only other thing that was a bit annoying is they spend a lot of the time talking about why doesn't he speak Russian? Yeah. No, but this it. is like part of his character rejecting yeah. his Russian no, I know. roots and doesn't want to like be any kind of part. But you of feel that. like they're hit really kind of like you know, hitting it home that he hasn't spoken any Russian and he doesn't speak any Russian at all throughout the whole thing, does well, he? I think he does. He bit, will yeah. He will as time goes oh, on. Oh, will he? Yeah, oh, right. I think he, gets, okay. as he has to deal with various dodgy, dodgy characters in his family. What about Uncle Boris? You said Uncle Boris is played by who's the really obviously dodgy um, crim in the mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Um, without spoiling it, without giving too much away. He really is. From the start, it's clearly he's a dodgy he's d- a geezer, isn't he? He's a wrong one. And he's played by David Dentrick. Do you remember what he was in? No. Oh, it's been Kit. It has been driving me oh, mad. Oh, I'm about it to reveal has it. has been driving I'm going me to reveal crazy. It. What is it? He was puss in Top of the Lake oh, China of Girl. Of he was The horrendous, puss. disgusting, horrible oh, man in that God, he has he been was, driving yeah. me mad. And he's so disgusting in that, and it, and he's got that and creepy. He's disgusting yes, in he's got that oh. brilliantly creepy quality to him, that oily nastiness, without almost oh, even so having to do anything. He's, he's, he's brilliantly oily. Can't, he's oily. He's hor- horrendous, oh. and he is the Uncle Boris, dodgy Uncle Boris in McMuffin. I thought oh. he's brilliant because you were saying how you know it's all about um, James Norton. I think he is brilliant in it, but for me, I thought it was a really well. This is adapted, by the way, from a, a, a non-fiction book. Called McMafia by an old BBC correspondent called Misha Glennie. And it is and it is kind of all about how in the modern world, in the world we're living in now, politicians and bankers and you know, even like people like in, in organizations like FIFA, you know, or every, people in positions of power around the world are all do- are dodgy. Yeah. Or at least are approached by organized crime people. <sighs> and they're and this it's all about how corruption infests everything. And it feels like for me, it feels very because really it's like the Godfather, isn't it? You know, mm. the classic. Um, Al Pacino, oh, the Godfather, yeah. Michael Corleone. He goes from being a nice guy, and his family's corrupt and horrible, and he's the good guy. By the end of it, he's running the whole thing. And I'm imagining—I haven't watched—I've only watched two episodes, but I'm imagining by the end of this, he'll be the one running it all. I bet he is. Also, how the Russians are persona non grata. Yeah, and how the, particularly the, 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 the whole links to Russia, like Russian for... oligarchs, mm. and you know they're the richest people in the world now, and it's all mm. tied in. I think it's a fascinating. I'm going to use this word. Milieu. Oh, I love oh. it when you use that. I'm saying it's a fascinating milieu. So I think there's much more to it than just him. I think it's really I, interesting. I think the whole texture of it is very interesting. I, I just, no. for me, it's just... Just not bothered. Uh, just no, Norton. no, I liked it. Norton with his top No, off. I did think it was good, but I just, <laughs> maybe because I hadn't watched anything him in anything else before, I just think he completely dominates this, but maybe it's just because I was really concentrating on him. And so I didn't, like, there's a few things that happen with, you know, like his mum and dad, and I just didn't really care about them. I just you cared watch about Happy him. Valley? No. God. Can I just tell you that was I'm... It, was it on Netflix? Is Happy no. Valley on Netflix yet? It must no, be. No, it's not. Oh, yeah, I think it might be. Check it out, okay. please. Okay. Mm. I'm going to go see Norton at the Belleville on 23rd. Yeah. On your birthday? Like you, yeah. He's in a play. At the Is Dom, he? Uh, yeah, at the Donmore. What, and that's, that's, what's the place called? Yeah. It's called At the Belleville yeah. or The Belleville? No, no. Belleville. Belleville, yeah. <laughs> at the Donmore, yeah. Oh, how exciting. Mm, so, you know, so I will report back on that. Are you going to go and so stalk him afterwards? So double dose of Norton. You're going to mm. go and go around the back afterwards? Go around the oh, back. T- you know, me, go backstage. <laughs> backstage. <laughs> Boyd. Are you keep going back? Clean, you, I'm, I'm going to go phrase, nowhere near Norton's backstage. When Thank you, you. When you go to a play and you go and see someone in the play, mm-hmm. it's going, going back. It's, I'm going to go back, yeah. 
Oh, you're not going back? I'm not going you back. You should tell his agent that it's your birthday. Oh, my God, no. I'm going to set the whole thing up. No, Probably no, no. Probably buy your birthday. I'm going to phone up his agent. Anyway, anyway do you want to hear how, much, how many stars I'm giving it? Oh, no. Okay, he's moving us on. No, no, no. I think we need to talk about it a bit more first. <laughs> yeah. We've got a few hours to go. What? We've got ages to go, I'm yeah? Happy, I'm All happy. right, Listen, I, okay. I will talk to about Norton no, until the cows no, no. come home. For me, it was... It was a sort of a low four. It was Ooh. a good, Ooh. but I don't... I keep saying, I'm Ooh. not... I don't... It didn't completely no, make that quite me. clear. How many stars are you giving it? So, a four? A low four. A low four. <laughs> 3.75. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I want to give it. 3.75. Okay. okay. I'm going to give it... A Oh, it's between four, four and a half. I'm going to give it four and a half because I think of the potential it has. I'm going to give it four and a half. I think it's, mm. I think it's really good. I'm, I'm really worried it's it. going to turn into a um, Riviera. No. no. Oh, my God. Oh, Are no. you insane? Okay. Are you insane? Oh, my God. That's not the same. That's this is a different Lee. found out when You I may be insane. insane. Yeah, okay. I mean, no, maybe. She is insane. All right. Shall we do another top five? Should we do... Who's left? Well, there's mm, me. No, there's um, us. There's no. the guys. No, but is there, yeah, <laughs> the but people, who cares? Okay. Oh, Should yeah. we do John or me? Which do you want to do? I'm going to let you two decide. Um, John, because I care about what he thinks more than you. John, grab a microphone and tell us, for heaven's sake, what have been your top five things of the year? You right, guys? Hey! hey! Um, a few notes uh, on the episode Ooh. so far. Yeah. <gasps> I believe the theatre show you're talking about that Smokey was called The Philanthropist. Oh, yes. The genius. Phil- yes, Thank that you. is uh, Avatar is the top <laughs> film of all time. Not inflated for injustice. Uh, not, not adjusted Thank for you. inflation. Thank you. This is a good new slot. <laughs> and fact, fact check. <laughs> yeah. And Happy Valley seasons one and two are on Netflix. Oh, oh right. Tremendous. Steph, before, I just want you to go home That's after this homework. and watch them. Okey-dokey. 12 hours. In honour of, uh, of Steph and Kay ignoring your ruling today, yeah. uh, I've, I've kind of ignored your ruling as well. Classic. Employed. So Classic. my top five are specifically podcasts that were released, oh. that were launched this year. I think, lo- I think your fans are going to like that. Oh my yeah. God, yeah, yeah, the John yeah. fans are going to go nuts yeah. for this. <laughs> so uh, Dirty John and uh, The Butterfly Effect, which both have been tackled yes. in this podcast before, are brilliant. I listened to the podcast that you did about The Butterfly Effect and then I listened to The Butterfly Effect and you were right. Thank you. That's the second mention of John Ronson in uh, Double in top, Double top Ronson. Fives. It's a Double Ronson. Uh, so we've covered those before, so I'll I'll gloss past them. Uh, 74 Seconds is something I Ooh. binge listened to recently, and that is by MPR, not, not MPR, M, like as in the letter that? afterwards. M. No, the letter before. M for monkey. Yeah. Cool. M for monkey boy. Uh, se- <laughs> oh, <laughs> K's lost it. Yeah. Oh, we've lost K. Uh, so 74 tells the story of a July 2016 traffic stop that ended in the world watching a man die live on their phones. Oh, my God. Sh- uh, the partner Facebook lived it. God, I'm not laughing now. Uh-huh. This, this sounds excellent, this though. Good. The yeah. man was called Philando Castile and the officer uh, called Geronimo Yanez was uh, which and it's it's very rare in America like you know there are you know you see all these black lives matters all these reports mm. about police mm. officers killing uh, black c- civilians it's very rare that it ever goes to trial so it was a really big deal and the fascinating part of it is um it's recorded as the trial is going on but it's all finished now so you i did it over a weekend so you're listening to months worth of updates on this trial over the course yeah, of, yeah, you yeah. can do it, you know. It's about, oh, well. oh, I'm going to get on that. That uh, sounds so good. That's phenomenal. Uh, slightly, What's that called again? 74 seconds? 74 seconds. Uh, because basically, from the car fla- being flashed down to uh, the man being dead, it was 74 seconds in oh. total. Amazing. Uh, well, we're all going to listen yeah, to that. Yeah, that's a good yeah. shout, John. I've written that down. Uh, I've, I always do like quite serious documentaries, so I've got a couple that are slightly more uh, lighthearted. Even more serious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
something really depressing. So a company called Crooked Media, who is set up by uh, Tommy Vitor, John Favreau, not that one, a different John Favreau, and a man called John Lovett. They set up a, a company called Crooked Media. What's interesting about them is they worked in the Barack Obama administration. Oh, yes. And they're very interesting and funny guys. So they do their main show is called Pod Save America, which is phenomenal. But the one I wanted to bring up is called Love It or Leave It, which is essentially like a political panel comedy show as a podcast. And it's really funny and they get great guests on. Uh, the one that's jumping to my mind is uh, they've had Jack Whitehall on as a guest. And it's just very funny. I mean, obviously very anti-Trump, as you can imagine, as they all came from uh, the Obama administration. So that's really fun. And that comes out weekly. And then a kind of a similar vibe, but from the UK. Uh, I don't know if you heard about a few months back, Jeff Lloyd and Ed Miliband. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Is it Happy Hour? No. What's it's it called, called Reasons to be Cheerful. Oh, so they're kind of... They're <laughs> Nothing like that at all. Oh, yeah, we, know, we can see where you got happy, it from. Yeah. So their theory was, uh, well, uh, they were talking about how the world and politics and news has got a bit depressing. So their steer is reasons to be cheerful. So they kind of uh, look at a different political thing and look for reasons to be cheerful. Oh. And then at the end of the show, they get a comedian on who comes up with what they would do if they were in charge. So like funny little laws and rules. It's really, really fun. Uh, Ed Miliband is a surprisingly funny man, actually. Mm. And so, yeah, those... Oh, Ed, are... since since he stopped being leader would of the Labour Party... And also, would like, to you? He is, I was okay with call, Chuckles. He's, <laughs> he's Chuckles Miliband. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's like, he's Twitter feed. He did a joke about heat, didn't he, famously? He was on um, The Last Leg, I think. I can't remember what the context was. But someone had a game about something. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll be on the cover of Heat next or something like that. No, it was that he was going to edit Heat. He's oh, going to become the editor heat. of Heat. It. It's yes. when What's-His-Face, George Osborne, became the uh, editor of the Evening Standard. Right. Well and done then, for remembering. Yeah, well, you, know. you see, I'm getting old. I can't Ed remember Balls the specifics. Then. That's why I went, would I lie to you? Yeah, no, it was Milliband who did the Heat yeah, joke, wasn't yeah. it? Not Balls. And he said, Nick, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. take over the Miliband's totally become a three-dimensional and witty human being. Mm. When he was leader of the Labour Party, he was unbelievably tedious. A little bit of politics there for me. <laughs> Thank you, John. That John was an absolutely fantastic top five. That was really, I mean, I mean puts us to shame in a uh, way. Well, Wait, yeah. a little bit. Um, <gasps> well no, done, no. John. Well I, done. I, as you were doing your top five, I downloaded 74 seconds. Literally just Did now. you? Yeah, I did. That's clever. Yeah. Oh, Finally, in the meat of this New Year podcast special, I'm calling it. Okay. Um, Good. Inside number nine. Season four, series four. What's our feeling about? Wait a minute, if it's can a I ask you a question? You Sorry to hawk Priscilla. Go ahead. Your hand is, is up. New so Year, if it's like the 26th of December. Well, no, but reviewing shows in the new year. That's what I'm saying. Right, confusing. That was confusing. Pogs, just Everything in case you think you've drunk about. so much you passed yeah. out and it's no, New it's Year. No, it's a fair point. It's to not. Make. We're still in it's December. Fair, like, you know, it's our last one episode. Is it Boxing Day for Pogs? It's Boxing Day. Just oh, when it comes out. Boxing Day. Yeah, happy Boxing Happy Christmas. I hope you did what my family do and you get a present on Boxing Day as well. Oh my god, classic. You have to. Cast otherwise it's too depressing. Your family's so uh, so good. I know. The Sealands. Oh god, no. Listen. No, my mum, right, I said to her, listen to this, this is so This awful. sounds like a bit of stand up comedy. Right. I no. said my mum, I said <laughs> I said to her, I said to no, my mum. Listen, mom, I said, said to my mum the other yeah, day. I said to her. I said, Have you been have you been listening to the podcast? And this is her exact reply. Sally, no. right? This yeah. is what she said. She went, I I <laughs> would. I would. I promise I just I just don't know when it's on. <laughs> I don't know when it's well, on. That's a mum thing to say. Also, to be fair, she could just listen to you 24-7 and then get the kind of similar vibe. By the way, shout wow. out to broadcasting legend Mark Pugach, who... Um, oh my God, say the same surname again. Who? Pugach, Mark Pugas. 
Pugas is known. BBC Radio Five Live, ITV does ITV International Football. He does stuff on BT Sport. Sounds He's an fantastic. absolute legend. And he told he came on my Arsenal podcast, and yeah. he told me that he listens to this podcast, and he's a big fan of it. <gasps> We're a big fan of you and your surname. Legend. But inside number nine, as I was saying, uh, series or season four? By the what? Yeah. So do we? Do, are you for British shows? Do we call them series or do we go with the American seasons? Series. We're in England. I like season, but yeah, fine. Series four. So inside number nine is kind of before Black Mirror came along. I think I'm right in saying, or maybe at a very similar time. And we talked about Black Mirror last week as being a portmanteau compendium of stories. Every episode of Black Mirror is a different story, Mm -hmm. all written by Charlie Brooker with his sensibility, and all kind of linked vaguely about techno fear or whatever. Mm, Such a clever gentleman. Inside number nine is Reece Shearsmith and Steve Pemberton of the League of Gentlemen fame. We've just recovered from the stupendously brilliant revival of their show, which we reviewed. And it's there, it's a different story every week for them as well, inside number nine. And the only thing that links is, it is usually a number nine somewhere, so it's taking place at a flat that's got a number nine or a studio number nine or whatever. And I love it. I mean, I think think it's one of the great Mm. things of the last years because it has got that quality, again, a bit like going back to Tales of the Unexpected when I, in my youth, every different story, and there'll be twists often. Some, not always, but often there are twists. And some of them have been brilliant twists. You know, you know the one with Sheridan Smith, did anyone see that one? No. I've never watched it before oh, okay. because, as we said before, when yeah. you started describing this to oh, us, yeah, I think Kay and I both terrible, thought yeah. it sounded awful. Well, I urge you, if you want, if there's one episode, if you want, they're all available on the DVD, and some of them may well be on the Netflix, I don't know. Um, the one with Sheridan Smith is, is an absolute all-time classic half-hour television. It's fucking well, brilliant. Well, Boyd, Swan. you know yeah. what? Even though when you originally described it, I thought it sounded utter crap, it was a supreme delight. Oh, good. I couldn't believe how good it was. Well, before you... Spoiler alert, you say what you, you want me to it. stop talking. No, it's fine. I was just going to say so, this new series, there's six new episodes, six new stories, completely different. And the first one is called, is at the Zanzibar, and it's set in the corridor of a hotel called the Hotel Zanzibar in London. And it's basically, not only is it a sex farce in which the myriad guests and staff are coming and going in and out of doors. We never see inside the doors of the hotel. We just see them coming in and out, meeting each other in the corridor, and confusion and coincidence reigns. Not only does that all happen with the cast, including Rory Kinnear, Kevin Eldon, Tanya Franks, Marshall Warren, the great Marshall Warren, and Rishi and Steve Pemberton themselves are in it as well. Not only that, the whole thing is written in Shakespearean iambic pentameter. pentameter. Which I could not believe. It's utterly, utterly genius, this is. It's, I can't believe that this can come from someone's brain. It's no. just so clever. Like you say, the twisted mishaps of how they do it. And, and I, I mean, do you know how many, I mean, it must take them so long to film this. Because it, it, it seems like it's happening in just one yeah. continuous, it's just one continuous scene, like you say, just a corridor of people coming in and out. I cannot believe how good this is. And I'm so excited yeah. about watching yeah. the others. I'm oh, really good. glad I haven't seen good. them already. Oh, I'm glad. That's the whole point of me picking. Yeah, because they do, often in the episodes, not always, but they, they set themselves little challenges to make, you know, so for example, very early on, it might even have been the first ever episode, was silent. It was all took place in, you know, it was a kind mm. of robbery s- situation. Was, there was no dialogue. Another episode was, what episode in the last series, the karaoke episode, was all karaoke songs. People singing each other karaoke songs. There was it no. is absolutely So it, they are ingenious kind mm. of ideas. There's an episode in this series that goes backwards in time. Um, oh, yeah, the one that's not like Relic, because they... Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, they joked, okay. right, I mentioned that at the launch. Yeah. They joked that it's not like Relic. Um... Kay, did you? Are you similarly? I feel uh, I'm sensing not necessarily. No. Oh, oh, I feel like maybe I should watch some of these other episodes you're talking about because they sound better. quite good. <laughs> yeah, I found this 
I did not find this funny. I found it the really? rhyme, the Shakespearean rhyming couplets tedious. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I vaguely found it funny. There was some, some rendition of Hokey Cokey. I laughed then, but yeah, I was just like, it's just oh. this very one joke thing, you know, like these wrong doors. And I was like, mm. oh, I found it so funny. No, I just didn't find it funny, and I really hoped I would because you know, League of Gentlemen that we reviewed last yep. on Ooh. last week's pod. Um, <laughs> that was the sound oh. of my. That was the sound, that sound of my oh. kicking off. Yeah. Uh, sparkling grape and elderflower drink. Which I didn't throw at Kay. I just, just knocked it on the table. It Carry was on. a sound effect of. But shock. I'm tempted to throw at Kay. <laughs> Um, yeah, League of Gentlemen last week, I really enjoyed. Mm. I thought it was really funny. So I thought, oh, it's going to yeah. be great. Are you not a fan of the kind of sex vars vars vars? I love sex vars genre. Do, generally, do you find it annoying? Or is it the. No, not no? at all. Okay. I just didn't. I just. Something didn't click. It just didn't. I didn't find it funny. I just found it. Yeah. yeah. I'm so surprised. After a while, I just started to great. Mm. Oh, great. Oh. You used the great word. Well, only because it was just so relentless in the, the same kind of ongoing joke. <laughs> but then it reveal come it all comes together at the end. All of those things have to happen yeah. for the yeah. reveal to happen. Yeah, I just didn't find that funny. Oh, I think. Sorry, so I mean, I don't, did, don't I, never apologise for your opinion. It's just opinions. not my bag. That's never the thing, right? I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are going to be yeah. delighted. It's back. it's not your bag. I think. I mean, it you're builds, wrong, but it's not your bag. I think it builds. <laughs> I I mean, I really really love. Yeah, the it was whole, a build. Uh, you know, iambic pentameter. I think I I just find the fact that they can do that and still make it a compelling yeah. story. It's oh, just, it's very clever. I, it's it's admirable. A, and the like, reason they've gone for the um, it's a Shakespearean um, situation, rhythm, isn't yeah. it? The, 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 it's like a comedy of errors or yeah. um, those other ones that he wrote. Yeah. <laughs> the comedies, Twelfth Night. You know, there's loads of very Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> I'm just listing Shakespearean comedies now. <laughs> there's loads of coincidence. He uses coincidence yeah. and uses mistaken identity mm. and all those. And, and so those themes are throughout. So it's kind of like a mix for me of like of modern sex farce and Shakespearean. Mm. Um, comedy and that's so yeah. clever and I think it is brilliantly done yeah I absolutely loved every minute of it I, thought yeah, it was so I, good. I did too and good. I, I was and also I really wasn't expecting to like it no, and good. I was laughing out loud and I've seen the second episode which is which is just which is Reese Shearsmith and Steve Pemberton mainly there is someone else in actually very briefly um, but it's them playing this old double act you know like a kind of cheesy um, old double act from the 70s like TV comedians mm. like a kind of cannon and ball or something yeah. like that um, and they're doing that. They've been brought to get back after twenty years separately. They haven't seen each other, and one of them's a bit bitter. The Reese Smith other, and the other one's kind of a bit of a drunk. And it's them kind of trying to sort them, sort out their issues between them whilst preparing for their last this final appearance together. And it's also incredibly good. It's so yeah, that sounds good. There's a brilliant, brilliant kind of revelation. Oh, I'm really it, looking you know? forward to it. I think they're fantastic. I, I think I, Inside I, Number Nine is one of the most underrated because every show, every story is completely different, and because it's not as lavishly high concept as um, Black Mirror, mm. I think it's slightly underappreciated, but really it's as ingenious. That's what I was going to say. I, I, I appreciate the genius of how, Good. what it would take to put something like yeah. this on. And does I'd love to know how they have film a cult it. following? Or is it mainstream? No, completely, yeah. I think it has a big, yeah, there's a big cult appreciation for it, definitely, yeah. Mm. I, without doubt, yeah. I think, you know, the fans of The League of Gentlemen have em embraced it warmly and hopefully other people have too. But I, th I think it should be winning awards and so on. It's very clever. It's very good. Inside number nine begins on the BBC Two on Tuesday the 2nd of January at 10pm. It's another late one, Steph. <laughs> but, you know, you can watch it on the iPlayer. I can watch it on the and iPlayer. And all of that. And all the, the pre previous three series are all available on um, Digital Versatile Disc. Well, that's good for me. Yeah. It's Finally, four, it's, oh. It's four stars for me, Boyd, in case you care. I do. Oh, God. We haven't done the star rating. Well, I did. Four stars. Okay. Um, two and a half. Oh, that's incredibly low. Actually, I'll give it three. Okay. Well, I'm sure they'll appreciate that. 
I'm giving it five. And hey, Boyd, if you had to pick... Yeah, thank you. You know, some stuff from the year. Let's say, I don't know, five things that you really liked from this year. What would they be? Thank you for asking, Steph. Mm. I'm going to uh, reveal my top five. And they are... The, the reason I came up with them, the okay. kind of the, the <laughs> looking at me, the reason, the the reasoning behind them, if you like, is just what did I, the experience of sitting down and watching these things, so they're all TV, TV or films, no books, um, or even podcasts, but if I really thought about it, I probably would have had a couple of podcasts in there. Did it, these are the things I enjoy, <laughs> enjoyed the most, just sitting there that's watching. What, that's what we want to know. Yeah, yeah, that's what people want to <laughs> well, know. Gonna tell what you. have you actually enjoyed? Dunkirk. Oh, of course. Yes. That. I mean, that's an experience, not a film. That is an experience. <laughs> Let's face it. You may Especially laugh, if you Kay. go and watch it in one of those If you watch K it in the IMAX. Thingies, whatever. What are those yeah. cinemas where you have The IMAX. Shaky, oh, oh, I see the 4K. Chairs. Yeah, 4D. 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 Shaky chairs and smells and all that. Yeah, do they have smells? Yeah, they, they do. They have Ooh, smells blimey. and they have smells. Depends who you sit next to. They have, like yeah. <laughs> they have like fire. So when there's an explosion. Yeah, in, this cinema catches on fire. Yeah. It's very clever. That's what happens. Well, I mean, I only saw it in IMAX, but the experience. you slummed it. Yeah, the experience was, it was like being in the war. So, you know, I mean. Was it? Yeah. It okay. pretty much was. I feel I've been. I would like I've, to say I do not stand. With I think I've served in this. the war in many ways. Uh, maybe I'll get a medal for it. I don't know. But I don't I, think you will. No, Lloyd. okay. But it was an experience and an absolute effing triumph. Yeah. For Christopher Nolan and everyone involved. Harry Styles, well done. And Harry you. Styles did a good job. And yeah. I think I think you know we can look back on it now because it was a huge hit in the cinema. And we can say that Harry Styles probably brought a lot of young people to see that film that wouldn't have bothered. They don't in care a million about years, and they will have learned a lot. They probably think it's made up. Right. Well, they would have learned a lot about mm, stuff yeah. about war. That was a film. Oh, it was millennials. Um, Line of Duty. Yeah. Oh, I yes. mean, you know, yeah. really, we go on about these American TV shows, don't we? Well, mm. just people so. Do. Justly so, and all but these Netflix, some all this Netflix, Richard, every homegrown. so often yeah, we make one thing. All this Netflix good. malarkey, oh, Stephanie. Steph. Oh, I'm sorry, just joking. Yeah, Steph's being a dick. HBO, <laughs> you are <laughs> binging and that. But really, there's no greater television pleasure than watching Netflix Line of dick. Duty. <laughs> you are a dick of Line of Duty. <laughs> That's four dicks. We That's can, four dicks well, in this whole podcast. You, you, Don't show off. Not the way to start you the year. Dicks, if anyone yeah. can deal with them, you can. <laughs> I can't. Sorry, sorry, that was inappropriate. Sorry. <laughs> um, don't please don't report me to the authorities. It's just an e- easy, cheap joke. You know where you're going, don't yeah. you? Um, anyway, line of duty. There's no greater pleasure than sitting down week by week, not binging yeah. on it. The out See, the brilliant, way. The, the traditional weekly drama mm. serial where there's a that ending of the first episode is one of the TV moments of the year. I watched four series binge. It's absolutely fine to binge. No, it's different though. It's a different. It experience. is. I know what you mean. Yeah. To, it's the to, excitement of the yeah. weekly deferred. You savour it. Yeah, it's a savour. It's a savour. We're savouring it. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Of course. Just, you know, I've been waiting nine years. It didn't disappoint. (laughs) Yeah, it really I've been sitting there by my TV yeah. waiting for it to arrive, waiting oh, for Larry so David good. to get off his ass and write some so, so films and back with a real and it, bang. As well. It just it was it, again, you know, just sitting there watching that is one of the great pleasures of life. Mm. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Still haven't yeah. seen. Still haven't seen. I mean that. that I again, I've been waiting twenty five years yeah. for that. I've been waiting around a lot. <laughs> so there's a lot of time. like deferred pleasure in my yeah. list and things that did not let me down. I think for, for you know. For, to wait that long for something, that's yeah. related to sequel or follow-up, and then for it to deliver. And I watched it again very recently on my disc, on BAFTA disc. It's so brilliant. It's such a brilliantly made, written uh, film. And it's got Ryan Gosling in it. And it's got Gosling in it and Harrison Delicious. Ford. Correct. And finally, 
in a, on a very similar theme. Sherlock. So I've got a little theme. <laughs> what? Which? Sherlock. <laughs> no. no, he's he's denying he ever talks about it. The new Fraser. I'm denying Sherlock. Like, I'm obsessed with Sherlock. I mean, Sherlock was fantastic because he was so much, so much at the beginning of, of the year. Was. First mm-hmm. of January last year. I'm almost like it's it's so far away. But oh, I'm, Doctor I'm a, Who. No. Oh God. What's I like the fact you? that you're trying to guess. Um, Don't, it's a tedious right, game, Steph, sorry. let him say it. Okay. It's a tedious game. Yeah. K feels we've probably gone on too long yeah. already. No, it's just annoying if you've got, you're allowed to give a list and then yeah. people are just guessing it. No, I just fine. think it's I'm best for the person it. to say it. I'm drawing it. Hmm. Twin Peaks. Oh, really? God, the that, Return. That, it was Absolute. crap. Oh, <laughs> it was. Boy, do you know what? I'd rather, rather you said Sherlock. <laughs> that bloody David Watts' chops. He has absolutely got away with murder making that. <laughs> He's having a right laugh. David Lynch. David Lynch, <laughs> David Watson he's, he's sitting in his mansion, rubbing his it. hands together, going, no. I can't believe these You're laugh. absolutely Let me. wrong. No, it's terrible, boys. It was 18 hours of, of absolutely extraordinary television. So good, in fact, that it made it into the top three or five of Sight and Sound, which is a film magazine's films of the year. It's, I thought you were going to say that the mold. That's only because they, it's only because it's <laughs> David Lynch. Uh, really, if they looked, thought about it, they'd be like, this is shit. They would. Like, I'm sorry. That's one of those things that people like because... I was going to say, never be sorry to. about your parents, but you should be sorry. But it's one of those things where you go, you know, you don't no. want to be the one that going, oh, I don't get this, it's a bit crap, right? But it's okay, people. I'm allowing you to say it. You don't have to say Twin Peaks was good. It was rubbish. No, it was absolutely superb television. Was it better than the first Twin Peaks, which was actually quite good? It was as good as it, and probably better. Yeah, probably better. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, on that controversial moment of outrageous disagreement yeah it is outrageous even though i am right um let me just say thank you very much for your top fives and i was going to give a prize to the best <gasps> oh, oh no I, can i have the prize even though we do, oh, twin peaks is good twin peaks is good yeah give it to if you apologize now for your okay. wrongness about oh, twin peaks, I you apologize. Can, have the prize. can she do a double apology yeah oh, can she else? apologize about twin peaks yeah. actually let's have a triple yeah Apologise sorry. about Twin Peaks. Yeah. Sorry about slagging off EastEnders yeah. and being a yeah. dick about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And sorry for what's the other thing? Oh, and admit that um what she claim was a film? Uh, <gasps> in, uh, yes, admit that's a television show and not a film. Um It's gonna be worth it. Okay. Yeah. A child in time was a TV show. TV All I want to hear is that's it, full stop. Okay. A, I'm sorry. And then sorry EastEnders. about EastEnders. Yeah. And Twin Peaks was okay. God, I can't believe you apologised for that. You should be a woman of principles. Uh, You do get the prize, which is very Steph prize. Listeners, I'm giving Steph a huge jar of kind of nostalgic sweets. She's a sweet fiend. And that was courtesy of... cubes. Yeah. Foam bananas. Yeah. Drumsticks. Oh, whisper. Oh, my God, boy, did you see it's got caramac in it? It's got caramac in it, yeah. It is a big jar of candy. And can let me just say thank you. Sony Pictures Limited and E4. It's to celebrate the Goldbugs, which is a very underrated and good sitcom uh, on the E4, I think starting in the new year. Oh, um, God, maybe we can get some, like, treat. sweets and treats sent in. So yeah, they could just pl- like Jeff Garlin's in it. You know, Jeff Garlin, thanks, Steph's giving me the caramel. Jeff Garlin, of Curb Fame, is the dad. Jeff's in it? Yeah, Jeff's in it. Right, while Steph's rummaging through that, what I just want to say, want? okay, so this was, we're recording okay, this on the 20th want? of December. So, obviously, at the time of recording, we don't know if we've hit our target I'm gonna, on Christmas Day. I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to get it. Well, Stephanie, you say that. Oh, but we've got 57 oh, reviews right joking. now. We've got 57 reviews. So we might actually oh, do it. Oh my God, amazing. So by the time we do our next pod record, which will be like, uh, it'll have to be after Christmas. So in about two podcast time, I'm mm. going to let us know in a big dramatic way if we've hit our target of 60 oh, reviews. Yes. We've got 57. I want to say thank you to 
a super duper pog actually. Her name's Karen Amersham and she says, disclaimer, I'm not just reviewing this podcast as a birthday and Christmas present for Kay. Oh. And she said, it's um, our podcast is informative, intelligent and humorous. Um, and she agrees that Netflix is difficult to navigate and agree <laughs> there's too much choice. So, I mean, she oh, might- now Oh, now you're reading my, it out. Is she your friend? Yeah, is She's it not, you? I don't know Karen. She I want to get to know her because she sounds super. Karen But Rivera. anyway, and Karen also- <laughs> You're from Karen Rivera. <laughs> I don't have a relative called Karen. Also, Jax2806 has um, said, it feels like she's sitting with friends while they bicker over the TV remote. Um, and she's given us a bit of constructive criticism, oh which no. I should have told us at the told you at the beginning of the show. Is it a swearing? Sorry, we've been a bit potty mouthed this no, yeah, just, you know, just me. Yeah. I like that you're making up the, the criticism. No, this <laughs> is like the critique was, um, just if we could say the programme name um, a little more throughout the reviews. Oh, the name! Oh, is that why you that intervened really by saying the point. name of the program in this yeah, episode? Yeah, oh, there's always a, there's always something. I know there's yeah, because that should be really annoying. Because if you're listening yeah. to it and you're travelling or something, you don't listen to the first bit. That's actually quite annoying, isn't it? Today so, we reviewed Derry Girls, Channel Four, <laughs> Mafia, BBC yeah. One, Inside Number Nine, BBC Two, and we all had twenty things we recommended from the air. Carry on. See Pogs, we listen to you anyway. Yeah. So yeah, keep on reviewing us, please, on iTunes. Wow. We do appreciate it. We're on fifty-seven. It's the twentieth. 20th of December, we've got five more days to hit our 60 target, in which case, if we do, I will commit to stop talking about not having Netflix and I'll actually ruddy bloody get it. Well, so there's a lot I mean, to play it's for. It's the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> Kay's, <laughs> Kay's Netflix. Uh, yeah, it really thing. is. I mean, we really I mean, are just we're calling waiting. It. Yeah. Um, Boyd, what's the question? We haven't got question time. We're not well, doing it. We, we could do question time. I don't know. You know, what are you most looking forward to in, in the what's year? The, what's the highlight Have of this Have you read podcast? my feature coming up in Heat Magazine of the things to look forward to in 2018? I oh. mean, yeah, you could pick one thing. I yeah. am looking forward to the new Deadpool, actually, I have to say. Deadpool 2, the yeah. film. Yeah. That looks very good. Good answer. I'm looking forward to um, the new, uh, the Gianni Versace, the... Um, yes, American oh, Crime Story. Yes, I'm very the excited about The assassination of Gianni Versace, That's written really by good. my friend Who? and building mate, Tom Rob Smith. He lives ah, two floors above me. Building mate. He lives two floors above me in my building. Does building he? mate. It's, it's a, it's That'd a be a really back. shit lie to make up. It's a coinage. Sure. Oh, building mate. Oh, building oh. mate, yeah. Building buddy. Building buddy. Wow. Correct. What am I looking for? I now realise I haven't, can't, haven't answered my own question. Sherlock? Yeah, what are you for? I mean, you did write the feature. I don't think there's any new Sherlock um, coming up next year. I think there might be the year after. Luther's coming back, though. <gasps> That's one. Luther coming back. I'm very excited about that. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Luther. Mm. Um, there's shows like Hard Summer, which we'll be reviewing, I think, in the next podcast, um, at the beginning of January, which I'm looking forward to, but I've already seen it, from the Luther writer. Mm-hmm. That's very good. It's all about Luther. It's all about Luther, starring Agnes Dean. I am really looking forward to the Avengers Affinity War, I have to say. Oh, that's going to be really good. I mean, come on. John's that has nodding. got anyone who's seen yeah. the trailer, and of course, everyone should have seen the trailer. Mm. It's got every effing superhero mm. in the Marvel Universe in it, including those Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange and obviously the Hulk and everyone, and it's going to be very exciting. And Ocean's 8, the all female yeah. Ocean's 8 is coming out. Starring James Corden. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. What? Yeah, there was the big people. That, well, now, people, idiots on Twitter, horrible people on Twitter. He's in the trailer for Ocean's 8 for a second. Yeah, James Gordon, right? Twitter. So, all these horrible, nasty people who like to have a go at him. Yeah. We were like, oh, it's all really good until James Gordon came along and ruined our lives. Ruined our lives. He's only in it for a second and he'd probably only be in the film for about a minute, you idiots. So, yeah. And he, why, of course, he's in the film. He's a great, talented actor and performer. That's why he's in it. What's wrong with people? Give me a climactic rant. Oh, How long? Okay. This is this is super long. We've probably got to stop. Okay, we've probably got to stop. Um, now. But it is our last of the year, yeah. so we should say thank you so much to everyone. 
who listens and comments. And oh God, really? Thank you, thank you for all the people that reviewed us, but also just thank you for listening because yeah. we know sometimes, you know, <laughs> we drag on. Yeah, we bang and, on a bit. So. And happy new year, and we will be back on the second of January. And it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Best. <laughs>